Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. Hebrews chapter number 10, I want you to look in verse, we're really going to begin in verse 19, I really want to get down to verse 25 and then I want to share many other passages of scripture with you, but in Hebrews chapter 10, I want you to look in verse number 19, I think it's worth reading this entire paragraph if you will, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 19. Now I've started this series a couple weeks ago called The Pathway to Victory and how we need to learn how to live a victorious Christian life. And I think there's some principles that we need to implement from Scripture into our life that can help us be that victorious believer in Jesus Christ. But also, there should be some steps as, as you process and work your way through Victory Church here. And I want everyone to be aware of the process and the steps that we're trying to uh, to build this church upon that we're trying to reach this community with. And so I'm trying to use this as um, at the first of the year so we're all on the same page to educate us on how we're doing church and, uh, and what we are intentionally trying to do. Last week I talked to you about worship, how, how I want us to be able to gather together as a group of believers and really engage in worship. And we had a, a little bit of a, a, a worship concert right there, if you will, just where we can really focus on God. And I don't want us to be ashamed of that whatsoever. I don't ever want us to shun that or, or feel like we can't do that. We were created to worship Him, right? We're created to worship God. And, and that's our primary purpose in all of life is to, is to worship Him in everything you do, whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all for the glory of God. So that's step number one. When we come in here... I I want us to engage in worship. And I want guests to come in and say, man, there's something going on here. These folks are intentionally engaging in worship. So that's step number one. But step number two, I think we've got to work our way through these seven steps that I'm going to be sharing with you. But step number two is that we've got to learn to connect. We've got to have fellowship. We've got to have community. And if you look at the banners on the wall, they're strategically placed there. So it starts with honor. And you notice that every single one of these are verbs. It starts with how we honor. That's our worship. We connect. That's our fellowship. We grow. That's our discipleship. We serve. That's our ministry. We reach. That's our evangelism. We manage. That's our stewardship. We lead. That's leadership. And all of these we need to be intentionally doing as a body of believers. So today I want to talk to you about connecting. I want to talk to you about membership. I want to talk to you about fellowship. And I believe this. I believe that membership leads to fellowship. When, and if you remember a couple weeks ago, I shared with you in Acts chapter 2 about the early church. And how they, they shared everything that they had in common one with another. And we need to get to that place in our own life where we are connecting one with another. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. But look, if you will, in Hebrews chapter 10 
In verse number 19, look what the scripture says. And you're going to have to forgive me. I feel like I'm talking in a barrel. I've got a, a horrible head cold. Uh, so you may want to keep your distance and front row uh, spit. So be careful right there. So uh, don't let anything land on you there. So uh, I hope you can endure this with me today. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 19. Look at what scripture says. It says, therefore, brothers, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary and how do we enter the sanctuary? Through the blood of Jesus, not our own good merits, not our own good works, but through the blood of Jesus Christ, we're able to enter into the sanctuary by a new and living way. He has opened for us through the curtain that is his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, look at verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, our hearts sprinkled clean, from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold onto the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us, get this, let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love and good works, not staying away from our worship meetings as some habitually do, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now that day drawing near is talking about the end times and the coming of Christ. And as the signs are unveiling before our very eyes, he's encouraging us that we need to gather into corporate worship and into the church family more than even in the beginning. And then there are several things he encourages us to do. In verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of our faith, our hearts sprinkled uh, clean from our evil conscience, our bodies washed in pure water. Verse 22, let us hold the confession of our hope without wavering, for he's promised he's faithful. And then we need to be concerned about one another in order that we can promote love and good works. I believe that's a pretty good, if you just want to use one passage of scripture, to put as an overview scripture for this second step of fellowship or community or connecting together. I think that's a pretty good passage of scripture that shows the importance of that. But today I want to go a little bit further and I want to talk a, a little bit more in detail about the importance of true fellowship, about connecting together and how all of that begins with membership. As a matter of fact, I want to share with you four levels of fellowship that I think we all need to pay attention to in our own life if we're going to start walking this pathway to victory and this pathway to victorious Christian living. Because see, God has not created you to live life by yourself. All right? He's created you to live life in community. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to be able to build community and fellowship and connect with everybody, but there needs to be at least some folks that you're building community with, that you're sharing life with, that you are connecting with. So today, with the Lord's help, I want to share with you what I believe are these uh, four levels of fellowship, and I want to try to review those with you this morning, and, uh, and then we have a treat for you here in just a moment, and I'm not going to tell you what it is right yet, just pay attention 
And I'm not talking about all the wonderful treats in the Connection Cafe. Did you, see, did you guys see how much food was brought in out there this morning? So right after service, you be sure to get back out there and get some of those wonderful treats and save some of those chocolate things for me. That, those things looked amazing, but I didn't want to get that in my throat right before I, I was preaching today. But let me pray for us, and then I want to share with you what I believe are these four levels of, of fellowship with us this morning. Father, we, we need you even now. We thank you for your word. and. Uh, and how it speaks to our hearts and how it draws us closer to you. And Lord, I pray even now that you would just minister to all of our hearts. And, and I realize there's a lot of needs in everybody's life here this morning. And Father, I'm, I'm not even aware of all the needs on everyone's heart today. But God, you are. And I just pray that you would meet those needs according to your riches and glory, according to your marvelous grace and your love for us, just meet every need for every single man, woman, boy, and girl that has chosen to come to Victory Church this morning. I pray, God, you'd speak to their hearts and encourage them. I pray, Lord, you'd help me now to deliver this message. Lord, I have studied, I have prepared, I have prayed, I've, I've sought direction from you, and my body is sick this morning. I pray you help me to be able to think clearly to be able to deliver and speak in a way that folks can understand today. We ask your blessings and may you receive honor and glory for everything that's said and done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I may have to clear my throat several times with this message. I may have to sniffle a little bit, but uh, you pray for me today, okay? As I try to, try to, I really thought about maybe getting somebody to preach this for me, but I thought, you know, no, I'm going to press forward. I'm going to try to do it. Uh, so I need your prayers and I covet your prayers uh, this morning, okay? Let me share with you what I believe are these four levels of fellowship that every single one of us need to be working our way through as we look at this second step in the pathway to victory, and we, I want you to look at number one. The very first level of fellowship is membership. In other words, we must choose to belong. You see, I think every born-again believer needs to connect with a local church. I mean, whatever denomination it is, I'm not even getting off on that. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you need the local assembly of believers to come together and connect in membership. So what we've got to do, once we accept Christ as our personal Savior, I believe it's very important for us now to find the local church where God wants us to serve and to connect in membership at that church and, and make a decision, I want to choose to belong to this church. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 19, look what the scripture says. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. Guys, whenever we think about fellowship, I want you to know the very first level of fellowship is membership. And it may seem like a very simple thing, but I want you to understand it's the most basic level of fellowship. You're never really going to be able to go down the path of having true fellowship with believers in Jesus Christ until you identify with a local body and start living life together there. Membership, I believe, is very important. You see, it's not just a matter of believing. It's also a matter of belonging, right? I mean, we've got to have something that we have in common. We've got the Lord Jesus Christ, but we're coming together and, and we're rallying around the gospel of Jesus Christ and we're belonging together and we're part of a church family. And the Bible says in Ephesians 2.19 that we are members of God's household. Some folks may say, well, I believe you can be a Christian 
and not be a member of a church? Well, I believe you can too. Being a member of a church is not going to get you to heaven. But we're talking about victorious Christian living. I've never really seen an individual that says, hey, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm just not going to connect with any church. I've never seen an individual with that mindset and that mentality living out a victorious Christian life. Have you? I mean, have you ever seen someone that says, hey, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, but I'm not going to connect with a local church anywhere, and I'm just going to do my thing, and I can worship at home, and you can, or I can worship in the woods, and you can, but have you ever really thought, man, I want to be a Christian just like that person? Those people just don't pop to the forefront of my mind. I mean, we've got to understand that that membership has, has a lot of value to it. And I believe God's word teaches us that we're to come together and gather ourselves together. Now, if I'm a Christian, then the natural step is to be part of a church family, is to connect with a church family. I mean, just think about it. It's football season and all the football games are are being played today, the playoff games. Now, if you say, I want to be a football player, but I never want to be a part of a football team, does that make sense? Does it? I mean, Tyler went to see the ice hockey game last night to see the Blues. and You say, I want to be an ice hockey player, but I never want to be a part of an ice hockey team. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. I mean, if you're going to be a football player, you've got to be a part of a team. If you're going to be an ice hockey player, you've got to be part of a team. What about if you're going to be a tuba player? And you just get your big old tuba and you jump around in the backyard and say, I want to be a tuba. You know where a tuba player is really going to excel is when they join an orchestra or a band, they join together with other like-minded people. I think the same thing is true of us as believers in Jesus Christ. We need to connect with the family of God. In Romans 12 15 is a scripture that I quoted to you earlier. But the Bible says, in Christ, we who are many for or Romans, Romans 12, 5, I should say. In Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to the other. And then on down to verse number 15, it talks about in that body, when they are weeping together, when one weeps, they all weep. When one rejoices, they all rejoice. We need that community of fellowship in the body of Christ, okay? So level one is membership. We must choose to belong. What is the second level of fellowship? I want you to jot this one down. The second level is friendship. Okay, so we, we, we accept Christ as our Savior. We make a choice that we want to belong to, to this or that particular church. That's called membership. The next thing, the next progression that's just going to start taking place is friendship. And in that friendships, those friendships that we build, because now we're brothers and sisters in Christ, we're identifying with the local church, we're going to learn to share some things one with another. Even the Bible says, and I shared this with you earlier, that we're not planned and God hasn't created us to live this life by ourselves. You remember in the beginning when he looked at man after everything he created and he said, it is not good, what? For man to be alone. God doesn't intend for us to live life by ourselves. And then in Acts chapter 2, verse 44, the, the passage of scripture that I shared with you several weeks ago, in Acts 2 and 44, it says, all the believers met together constantly, and get this, and they shared everything with each other. Now, we've got to learn how to share. Matter of fact, we've got to teach our children how to share, right? Right? I mean, every, every child that I know has been born into this world with a greedy, closed hand. It's mine, and I'm not going to share. Why is it we've got to teach all of our children how to share, right? 
We've got to teach it because of that almost that evil nature that we're all born with, very selfish and self-centered. Now, we've got to teach our children how to share. The same principle, I think, applies to the local church. Whenever we come and we identify with a local church and we, we may join that church, we've accepted Christ as our Savior, we want to take this second step, we want to connect with one another, so we choose to belong, that's called membership. We go to the second level, that's called friendship, and I think in that level, we must learn how to share things one with another. Well, what are some things that we should share? And I've got three of them printed there for you on the slide. I'm not sure you can read that first one. But the first thing we need to learn how to share are experiences. You see, the Bible talks about in the book of Proverbs how iron sharpens iron. We need to be able to come together with other believers and share our, our experiences. You know, Debbie, my wife, has, has battled with cancer and gone through that and went through the treatments. And, and, and today, one of her greatest ministries in the local church is to come alongside those individuals that will allow her to come alongside them and minister to them and share with them, hey, I know exactly how you're feeling. I mean, I sat in the doctor's office. I had cancer. I heard the doctor tell me I had cancer. And one of her greatest ministries ever since that day is to come alongside those that will allow her to come alongside them and minister to them and share her experience with them. Now, we all have experiences, good, bad, ugly, whatever they may be. But what we need to do is learn from those experiences and then look around in the body of Christ and share our experiences one with another. You see, I believe a lot of times that God uses the hurts and the pains in our life really to grow grow us and to mold us and to conform us more into the image of God's Son. And He brings us to a place in our life where we realize that that we really can't sustain this life and live this life without His help. And and He puts puts us in situations where we need Him, right? You ever been there? Are you guys with me this morning? I mean, I feel like I'm, everything's echoing in my head, so I'm going to need to know that, that you're hearing what I'm saying this morning, right? We need to share these experiences one with another. But not only that, I think also, not only sharing our experiences, but I think also we need to share our homes together. What do you mean by that? Well, in, in 1 Peter chapter 4, and this is out of the New Century Version, it says, open up your homes to each other. I think we need to learn how to share life together with individuals and with people and by the way whenever we talk about fellowship guys do you realize that fellowship does not happen in a church service on Sunday morning now, it may be pretty basic and it, hey how are you I'm good how are you I'm good and hug a neck and have a great day and praying for you and we go about our, our merry way I mean that's really very very surface very shallow fellowship would you say I mean we can worship together in a large crowd We can learn together. We can grow in discipleship in a a large crowd. And we can certainly engage in worship in in a large crowd. But I don't think any of us can really fellowship in a large crowd. I think fellowship takes place best in smaller groups. When we can connect one on one with some individuals. When we can slow down and we can sit across the table, maybe in someone's home, and we can have a cup of coffee and and we can talk about the deeper things of life together. I believe fellowship really, really starts taking place as we get smaller intentionally in our small groups. Now let me say this right here. How many of you are in a small group here at Victory Church? Raise your hand. If you're participating, you're actively involved in a small group. Let me ask you this. How many of you, this may be your very first time ever being in a small group? 
I know we got a few. How many, let me ask you this question. For those that win, and for all of us, whenever we first started going to a small group, were you a little bit nervous about going to that small group? Were you? I think every one of us were. Why? Because you know what we're doing? We're really getting a little deeper in our fellowship one with another. And we're, we're allowing ourselves not only just membership, we come together, we worship, we learn, we kind of do some activities together, but we're going a little bit deeper now in our fellowship whenever we meet in our small groups because we're starting now to expose a little bit more of our life with someone else that's in those smaller groups. And you can do that in a smaller setting. Let me say this, by the way. How many are small group leaders here today? Hold your hand up. Hold it up. Matter of fact, hold it way up there. Let's, let's give, look, look around guys. There's quite a few that are small group leaders. Let's give these guys a hand. I mean, we need small group leaders. And I'm thankful for everyone that has opened up their home. I believe that's leading really to the second level of fellowship. Yes, we have membership and we can come together on Sunday morning and we can sing and we can worship together and we can learn together. But really we're not going to start connecting until we intentionally choose to go to the second level of fellowship. That's where we learn to share our experiences and share our homes. And the third one is to share our problems together. And that's what I was sharing with you earlier in Romans twelve fifteen, as I was talking with you some about Eldon's brother passing away. And when one is weeping, we all weep. When one is rejoicing, we all rejoice and we esteem others of greater value. As it says in Galatians, we're, we're living that life together. Okay? That is friendship. But what's the next level? Not only is there this membership choosing to belong, not only is there friendship learning to share which, by the way, guys, I, I hope and pray that every single person here gets connected into a small group. I mean, you're going to get left in the wake of Victory Church, and you're going to feel like you never connect, and you, you're never really going to discover what, what a victorious Christian life is about until you're able to start building community one with another. Okay, so you've got to learn to connect, and I want, to, I want everyone to get involved in our small group program and what we're trying to do. But the third level of fellowship is partnership. I mean, level number one is membership. I, I choose to belong to this church. Level number two is friendship. I'm learning to share. Now, it may not come natural. Sometimes it may not come easy, but I'm learning to share my experiences. I'm learning to share my home. I'm learning to share my life. I'm learning to share my problems, and we're talking about those things. Then the third level is partnership. In other words, I'm finding my niche. I'm doing my part. I'm talking about connecting together. I am serving together with the body of Christ. Guys, do you realize that God hasn't called you to come and sit and soak in a spiritual spa? I mean, he really hasn't called any of us to do that. And sometimes we'll go to a church where we can just get lost and we can kind of sit there and, and we just enjoy the spiritual sauna and the spiritual spa and we never really make that connection. But God wants you to connect. And he wants you to connect, I think, through membership, then, then through friendships and developing that, but also in partnership. In other words, I'm doing my, my part. I'm finding my place to serve in the body of Christ. You see, I think, I think we've got to develop this attitude that, that we learn that we are serving Christ, that we're working for him. And every ministry and everything that we do in the church, we're doing it for him. Now, we're going to get to ministry here in a couple of weeks. And we're going to get to serving here in a couple of weeks. And I don't know if you are even aware of all the volunteer positions that take place so that we can even have a Sunday morning worship service. 
I doubt many of us are even aware. Like right now, while some of you are sitting in your seat and you're just kind of enjoying the message and the sermon and you're just kind of listening, there's people right now that are working so you can have this experience. I mean, it kind of starts in the sound booth. I mean, Jessica back there is trying her very best to follow me in this slide presentation. And that's not the easiest thing. And she's, where is he now? Where is he now? And, and having to find those. We've got the sound guys back there. We've got the security team that's watching the monitors and the cameras right now. And they're kind of surveying and paying attention what's going on. We have the nursery ministry that's working right now. We have the children's church ministry that's working right now. We have those that are preparing our gifts for our first-time guests. They're working right now. We have those that are praying. I mean, listen, everything that happens on Sunday morning doesn't necessarily happen right here. I mean, there's people working all over this building this morning so that we can enjoy this worship experience. And, and many times that's taken for granted, and we probably ought to call time out right now and just give, give those folks a praise. Or just clap and be very thankful for what they're doing. But, but you know what they've discovered? They're really, they've really discovered how to connect They've really discovered how to do real fellowship. I mean, yes, they've, they've, they've identified with membership. They've chosen to belong. And yes, they have friendship where they're learning to share. But they've gone further. And now they have this partnership where they're doing their part so that we can gather together and serve in the body of Christ. And then there's a fourth level of fellowship. And then after this point, we're going to have a treat for you. But there's a fourth level of fellowship. Let's all say the first one together is what? Membership. Okay? Say it together. Membership. I choose to belong. The second level is friendship. I'm learning to share. The third level is partnership. I'm doing my part. The fourth level of fellowship is kinship. Now, kinship is an old term that we don't use very often in our language today. But you ever heard the terminology, hey, call the next of kin. If if someone is in a serious sickness or wreck or something, they want to identify and contact the next of kin. I mean, that person that is closest to them. Now, they're not really looking to connect with Aunt Mary's sister's cousin's niece's nephew that was a second marriage kind of connected type person. I mean, that's really not the next of kin, right? I mean, the next of kin is the one that's right there. They're involved in that individual's life. And I think this, as membership is the most shallow level, if you will, of, of fellowship, I think this is the deepest level. I mean, this goes deep into the heart of that individual and you really become like family. You're sharing life together. You're working through crises together. You're, you're rejoicing together. And you're, you're connecting one with another. And as I said earlier, that really doesn't happen on a Sunday morning. And, and sometimes folks come to Sunday morning worship service and, and they're looking for that, that true fellowship, that koinonia, that sharing life together. I, I promise you guys... It, it, it may happen at a base level, just very briefly in a hallway, but, but true fellowship and connecting and community and living life together, it doesn't happen in a large crowd. It happens really in smaller groups, which I think is one of the reasons we all need to get connected into the body of Christ, into our small groups. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, get this, it says, they were like family with each other. They were like family with each other. Now, you're not going to get like family until you start spending time one with another, right? I mean, I think about my family that lives back in North Carolina, 680 miles from me. I call them 
every other week or two or three. I mean, I don't, I'm, one, I'm not on the phone. I don't, I, actually, I don't like to talk on the phone a whole lot. And, and I'm not one that just picks up the phone and says, hey, how you doing? And kind of just sit there and, and just, oh, you know, I just don't do that. I mean, if I have a problem or a need or something, I call. But other than that, I'm just not one that just kind of, you know what I'm talking about? Is anybody like me there? I know some of you guys are, right? Uh, but anyhow, I'm closer, I'm really closer to some in my church family than I even am my own blood family back in North Carolina. Let me tell you why. It's because we spend time together. It's because we share life together. We, we live life together. Now, that doesn't mean I don't love my family in North Carolina. Obviously, I love them. But I'm not spending time with them like I am the Victory Church family. Does that make sense? And there's many of you that are in military and, and, you, and you're living apart from home and family and, and what have you. You, probably more than anybody, need a church family that you can rally around and that, can, that you can share life together. Guys, we need each other is what I want you to see. And we need to get to the level of this kinship. We're loving believers like family. Now, many of us know John 3.16, don't we? You want to say it? For God so loved the world that he gave his that whosoever should not. But do you know 1 John 3, 16? I want you to turn there in your Bibles, if you will, please. I want you to turn to 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 16. I mean, we know John 3, 16. But what about 1 John 3.16. This to me is just as important of a passage of scripture. 1 John 3.16, the Bible says, this is how we have come to know love, that he laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers. In other words, that's that deepest level of fellowship and connecting one with another. Yes, Christ laid down his life for me, but I should also lay down my life for my brother and my sister in Christ Jesus. That is that church family. And guys, we need these four levels of fellowship in our life. We need this membership level where I choose to belong. We need this friendship level where I learn to share. We need this partnership level where I'm finding my place to serve. We need this kinship. We're now beginning to really live out this victorious Christian Life. I believe those are four steps of fellowship, four levels of fellowship that we all must intentionally walk down if we're going to fulfill the second step on this pathway to victory, and that is connecting one with another. Now, I've asked Mike Collins, if you will, make your way on up here, please, brother. I've asked Mike, you'll need Tyler's microphone, wherever that is. He'll come get it for you real quick. I've asked Mike Collins to come and share a little bit about what, what church membership and what being connected with the church family means to him. So let's give Mike a hand. And I don't know, uh, I don't know about a microphone. Good morning, church. Pastor John asked me earlier this week to go ahead and speak on this, and he gave me some guidance. It's interesting because I wrote up this paper in somewhat of a vacuum, 
and yet all the, all the highlights are from his message this morning. I entitled it Connection with the Body of Christ, the local church, specifically Victory Church. Sandy, my wife, and I attended our first service here at Victory in January of 2006 and felt an old home warmth and welcome from that Sunday forward. We've been searching for a church, and what we found was a home. Through the years and the tears we call living, we have shared life with our brothers and sisters in Christ here at Victory. The first example of what doing church means to Sandy and I would be the marriage of our daughter Angela in September of 2006, followed a short six months later by brain surgery and surgical complications. Our church family here at Victory saw us through both the highs and the lows of parenting and mentoring, both our daughter and son-in-law, to their early married years. To this day, family members here at Victory check up on both Angie and Stephen, either through Sandy and I or direct with them. Angie and Stephen have since moved away. The Victory Church will always hold a special place in their hearts. The second example of what being a part of a local church means would be the time that the men of Victory Church came together to help put a roof on our house. There have been very few times in my life that I've been un unable to finish a project I started. But this particular time, I certainly bit off more than I could chew. I remember my son Michael, Stephen, a close family friend, Bo, and I tearing off the old roof on a Friday and we're so completely spent that there was no physical way we could have put a new roof on the following day. Stephen had the idea to put out a call to the men of Victory Church for assistance that Saturday. It made my heart want to burst with pride in my church when I witnessed the huge turnout of men, many who are sitting amongst you right now. As he has on so many occasions, the Lord took mercy on me and sent the assistance we had prayed for. That, my friends, is what doing church is all about. And it truly means being part of a local church family. The final example I'd like to give is the upcoming ordination of our son Michael as a pastor. He will be ordained the first weekend in February, and we couldn't be prouder of him. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I say it takes families, church families, to make up the village before it can raise the child. It is because of friendship, teaching, and mentoring that our son met and dedicated his life to our Lord and Savior, most of which took place right here at Victory Church. For all of those above examples and more, Sandy and I are eternally grateful. We look forward to many, many years of doing church together with each and every one of you, our brothers and sisters in Christ here at Victory. Let me leave you with this thought. Doing church is all about being connected, and being connected reminds me of all the smartphones and tablets, yes, yes, even some Macintosh derivatives. Each of them needs connection to truly work to their utmost potential. Many times you will see a flashing hourglass or a spinning disc which indicates that there is no connectivity. I'd hazard a guess that not unlike these electronic devices, we too can be useful in a somewhat diminished state. 
but with sustained connectivity, we too can be productive, enjoying all the wonderful gifts with which our maker has blessed us. And as with the smartphones and the tablets, with connectivity, our searching is over. God bless. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Great job. Thank you. Amen. Mike is also a deacon here at our church. He's also over our fellowship uh, ministry here at the church, and he's our fellowship leader. And so, Mike, thank you. Great testimony. Thank you for sharing. The question is now, okay, what next? What I always like to ask is, so what? What do I do now? Let me just give you some action steps. As the band comes, we get ready to close out this service this morning. I want them to get in place at this time. Let me give you four steps with each one of these four levels. You may be sitting here this morning and thinking, you know, okay, membership, what must I do? I am so glad you asked that question because this Tuesday evening, we have class 101. That's our membership class. And I want to encourage you, if you're here today and you're not a member of Victory Church and you feel like God may be leading you to become a member of Victory Church, or if you're sitting here today and you're not even sure, but you would like to find out more, then class 101 is for you. So on your worship folder, and I don't have mine with me, uh, but on the connection card there, there's a place called Next Steps. And what I want you to do is take that right now and just check class 101 and just be here this Tuesday evening at 6 o'clock from 6 to 8 for our membership class. Now, what we will do in that class, I will share with you the vision of Victory Church, how we do church, some of our strategies, some of our statements, and what we're doing as a church family. And then at the end, you'll have a choice of whether you want to identify with the Victory Church family or not. So just come and kind of take it on a test drive. Kick the tires of the church and see if Victory Church is the place for you to come and worship. So that's membership. Okay, so I want to encourage you to be here this Tuesday evening at 6. Well, the second level of fellowship is friendship, okay? Connecting one with another. Guys, that really is going to take place in our small groups. So if you're here today and you're not connected to a small group or you're not a part of a small group, on your connection card, just write on there, help me to get in a small group. Connect me to a small group. Give me some information about small groups. We have, we have small groups all across the area. They meet on every different night of the week. There's, you'll be able to find one for you. So I want you to connect in a small group. If you're here today and you're not actively involved in a small group, I want you to go to the next level of fellowship. Membership is good. But let's get connected in our small groups. Let's start living life there in our small groups. So I want you to get connected in a small group today. What is partnership? Partnership is doing my part. And here's what I want you to do there. I want you to look on that connection card and where it says the next steps, I want you to check box 301, class 301. Because in class 301, and we're going to, in the next week or week and a half or so, we're going to promote these dates to you and let you know when these dates will be. We're going to offer these classes once a quarter. So we've got to get the next one on the, the calendar for 301, and that should take place in the next week or so. I want you to check class 301. If you haven't taken class 301, that's what you need to take. That's your ministry class. And we'll help you discover what your ministry is and where you are best gifted so you can get in there and start doing 
your part. And then you're well on your way to what I believe is the fourth level of fellowship, and that's kinship, really living life together as a family member of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, and doing your part to carry out the gospel to help us reach a world that doesn't know him, okay? So there's some action steps for you to do with each one of these, and I hope and pray we're all working our way through these steps. Let me say this also. There's some of you I know that took class 101 eight years ago, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. You know what I'd encourage you to do? I'd encourage you to take it again. I'd encourage you to come through it again because that will help you to be able to stay on the same page. I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, why don't we do this? I said, we are doing that. Well, where are we doing that? We're doing it here. Well, I didn't know we were doing that. That's because you have forgotten what Victory Church is all about. You've forgotten the strategies. You've forgotten the statements. You've forgotten everything because you haven't been through the classes. I think you ought to go through the classes at least, at minimum, every three years, if not more, just so we can all stay on the same page and keep moving in the same direction. So if it's been a while since you've taken class 101, go ahead and sign up for it tonight. Let us know how many's coming. We're going to have pizza or subs, one here. Uh, we'll have good food here. That's this Tuesday evening at 6. And let's, let's re-engage in what we're doing here as a church family, okay? As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, we're going to have this time of, of reflection. Father, we thank you for this time together. And we just pray now you open our heart's door and help us to take this next step. And God, I pray that that you've fingered around some hearts here this morning. And God, you've helped some individuals see maybe what their next step is. For us to be able to walk down this pathway to victory, not only Victory Church, but a victorious Christian life, help us, God, to learn how to connect one with another. Connect with the church family membership. But connect at the level of friendship to where we start sharing and learning how to share our experiences, our homes, our problems, one with another. Move to the level of partnership. We, do, we find our niche. We find our place to serve. And then we can move to the deepest level of kinship. We ask your blessings on decisions that need to be made today. In Jesus' name. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.